0: And we're back and ready to rip here on the Imperative MX Podcast, episode number five. And man, we are glad to be back for another week, bringing you all of the local motocross action from North Carolina, Virginia, and the surrounding states. Thank you so much for joining us this week. I am your host, Zach Newberry. And we would like to thank each and every person that has been enjoying these first couple of episodes already, and the great positive feedback from these already has been very humbling. If you have not checked out those other episodes, do yourself a favor and check them out on YouTube or Spotify. It is really cool to see the support from the local community in the sport of motocross. We have a lot to talk about when it comes to local racing, all the way to professional, and everything in between. There are a good amount of talking points to chat about in this episode number five of the Imperative MX podcast, and uh, I really cannot wait to get into it. Uh, We have the Silver Valley MX Park AB $20,000 race from this weekend, and that will pretty much be a majority of this pod since both myself... Uh, and uh, co-host Heavy Dew, who we will bring in here in a second, but uh, yeah, we were there all, all weekend, and it was a good one, so we'll get into that. Uh, we have the Local legend segment, and we've uh, kind of changed it around a little bit, but uh, that will be really good to get into. Uh, we will be answering your social media questions put in from earlier this week, and also we have some uh, professional Paris Supercross talk that's going on this weekend, and so much more that we get into. So, make sure to check us out on Instagram, Facebook, and our popular TikTok channel that just hit 23,000 uh, followers as of about 20 or 30 minutes ago, so that's cool. Uh so make sure to check out uh all of those channels and uh social media accounts. It's greatly appreciated. Uh all of those links will be down in the description uh below. This is going to be, like I said, a whole lot of fun here on episode number five of the Imperative MX Podcast, especially when it comes to this past weekend. But before we go any further, we have to say thank you to all of our sponsors that are on board here on the Imperative MX Podcast. West Virginia Motorsports, FXR, Silver Valley MX Park, Hydropower, and Dirt Industries Custom Graphics. Support the ones that support the sport, like these companies helping us with this podcast each and every week to bring you uh, these. So uh, we will get into these companies more here in a little bit. But first, helping me break down all of the talking points for tonight's podcast, the highly likable, hilarious, knowledgeable, your District 29 2011 C-Class Champion, and now a proud father to a beautiful little girl, Heavy D. What
1: is going on?
0: What is going on? I see that pep in your step for the new one that has just arrived. So, and you are, uh, tell us where you're at, Heavy D.
1: Dude, we are at the Catawba Valley Medical Center right now. I'm in the hospital room with my lady and the little one, and uh, we're chilling. It has been a crazy past 48 hours. Needless to say.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we planned on today is Thursday. We planned on doing the podcast on Tuesday, and uh, because you know uh, a new life was born into uh, into this <laughs> into this earth, uh, we moved it right along. But regardless of the fact, man, I'm uh, I'm stoked for you. And uh, how does it how does it feel, man?
1: Dude, it's an unreal feeling. Like it's so unreal. You never know you could love something so much, man. It's crazy. Like it, I mean it it's gonna sound a little out there but I, I i'm even more thankful for she waited until after the race this past weekend yeah to come.
0: <laughs> yeah because it was one of the first things that we talked about on thursday at the silver valley mx park in lexington uh north carolina for the uh twenty thousand dollar uh open ab all-star shootout and uh yeah no uh pot i mean uh heavy d you were saying man i i hope she holds out and sure enough she did all the way until tuesday so uh gotta give her some props for that
1: oh yeah man i couldn't <laughs> for her it would have been possible without the little one and my lady so i mean she was supposed to be here next friday but i guess she got tired of being in there she was kicked the oven door down and said it's time to get up out of here
0: yes sir yes sir it's time to walk up on out of here and uh show my face so um no man that's uh that's really cool and it's awesome that uh you are here on the Imperative MX podcast uh while you're in the hospital so this one will be a uh a good talking point I'm sure for for quite a while so um but first I mean I, the first thing we got to get into Heavy D is the Silver Valley MX Park like I said a uh, big race from Ooh. this weekend and I was there from Wednesday afternoon as soon as I got off work uh my real job <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, I drove straight there and got some teaser videos and took some nice uh, photos and started posting them around. And you got there on Thursday and started doing some track work. And that's kind of where our journey on the weekend kind of started, Heavy D. Um, man, when I pulled up through through the gate um, on Wednesday... Man, I just got that, you know, that butterflies almost in your stomach. Like, I know I'm not racing, right? I brought my, I brought my bike and I rode on Friday uh, for practice. But, man, it was, it was crazy, crazy feeling going through those gates and knew exactly what was going to happen on Saturday.
1: Oh, it was unreal, man. Like, when I showed up, I instantly, like, I got chills and I got the shakes. Like, I can't wait. Like... You just knew how awesome it was about to be, and dude, it did not disappoint by any means. It was unreal. I mean, if you were there, you know, like, the feeling is so beyond indescribable.
0: Undes- yeah, it's, it was just one of those feelings that when you went there and you saw the track, and you could just see it in the dirt the jumps just the atmosphere atmosphere you can just feel that it was going to be a good weekend of racing and uh non fun and that's exactly what it was and um when i finally saw you on thursday you were already on the dozer um packing in some nice booters nice big jumps and um, going through all of the, uh, the lanes, getting it all dozered and worked in like you do. And man, it's, uh, it's cool. Uh, obviously, you know, for me, we've never actually met in person until this weekend. But like what we said on the very first, you know, episode of this Imperative MX podcast, that we knew that this was going to happen as soon as that me and you got together and it was just going to be like we've known each other for years, you know. So that was a that was a really cool um, feeling, especially uh, you know that we're the exact same, even though that we do more a majority of our talking either on the podcast or over uh, text messages and stuff like that. So,
1: 100 percent, it's it's wild, man. It's like over the years, like we've been around each other racing so much, but we've actually never hung out. Yep. Or, like, really, like you say, spoke until, like, now I've been in, well, in person with each other. And it was, man, it was so sick. Like, two guys that just love moto, and we're there enjoying every minute of it. Like, it, honestly, it felt like I was at my first ever pro national game. <laughs> it wasn't even a pro national, but it was still, it was, it, the, the feeling was so surreal, man. Heavy D, it is the
0: local national. D, there we go. <laughs> the local national. It is the capitalized <laughs> that the that is the <laughs> local national um but yeah dude i mean the on thursday it was um man we just we knew it was going to be such a good weekend and especially the vibes that you myself camille uh she did a fantastic job with running everything and um you know, all of the guys that, that do all of the track work from the, from the water guys to uh, the people on the dozers, including yourself and all of the track personnel. It was a um, phenomenal, phenomenal weekend from that side of things as well, Heavy D.
1: Oh, absolutely. And, man, like, for me, I think that's what made it so awesome, like how, how well everybody worked together. Like, don't even it was a team effort like from jump and you know honestly i i feel like that come it stems from like mr thad and his business standpoint on things and the relationships he's built around that community and with his business yeah. and along with his family like you seen like everybody like they like he says like he's like hey we we got to do this everybody is on it yeah and man like you say from the water guys to whatever like it was one hell of a team effort and it showed it was like unreal but where do we even begin once we start to get heavily into it you know
0: yeah um you know one of the things that was really really cool was that um like you said everybody came together and worked together and if there was a problem it seemed like everybody kind of got in a group and um really, really focused down and and buckled uh, you know, buckled down to to get to a resolution or um, you know, to fix the issue. So uh no, it was really, really good on that side and I and I got to see firsthand how much behind the scenes work uh was done for this event. at just from the time that I was there on Wednesday afternoon all the way until the very, very last moto, you know, that you know, that we all watched. So um, no, it was uh, it was cool, and uh, one of the coolest things was that a lot of the uh, t- uh, you know some really top guys came out for this uh, you know pro shootout or AB shootout, and you know Rod Bell came out on top. He's the local <laughs> national champ, man. He he's he's so good, dude. He's he's it's unreal, man.
1: You want to know? And I know we talked about it, but think about how mind-boggling this is. Okay, Rob Bell—he he races all the outdoor nationals, you know. And I think he's gotten close to top ten. I think his best finish may have been a twelfth or thirteenth. I could be wrong. I could be jipping him out of a place, yep, or, or two. But my guy was out there just ripping, son. And what makes it so bad? He had Brandon Shaw. You know Preston Kilroy, Freddie Noren.
0: Henry Miller,
1: Henry Miller, golly, I mean Trevin Nelson, Patrick Murphy, Austin Kaepernick. like all Mason these dudes. Simmons. I mean, yeah, Jamal dude, Porter. Like dude. the list goes on.
0: There was thirty-two guys that that uh, that showed up. I mean, you know, Rush Chapman and um, man, I'm just I'm. uh Man, there's so there's so many guys. I'm trying to think of all the all the guys that I took for uh for pictures and oh Freddie you know, Freddie Norn, I don't know if you said that or not, but um yeah, dude, and, it was stacked.
1: Oh, dude. And if I'm not mis- Brandon Sherry and Freddie Norn have got like sixth and seventh this, this pat this year in outdoors.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't know about Brandon, but I definitely know Freddie. I know, dude. Freddie, Freddie's been top five before, if I'm not mistaken. Like one of his first years outdoors. <laughs> I mean, dude, he's he's gnarly. Um, but it was really cool for Rod Bell to say every single time that he got on the mic. I'm pretty sure that he was mm-hmm. like, "This place needs to be a national. This place needs dude, to be a pro national."
1: It honestly, is it does if. If you got all these other tracks that don't even compare, to me, don't even compare to Silver. And I'm not even saying that because it's a a favorite track. It is literally that caliber of a track, man. Like, I don't see how you could not, you know, want to send some of these up-and-coming guys out there to race that. I really don't. Like, and don't get me wrong. Like I say, I'm not, I always say it. It's my, you know, we, we always say we have our personal opinions on this podcast and I'm not firing shots at AMA or anything, but if you really want to test these kids, cut that bullshit moto combine out and take them to silver Valley because that, that moto, that moto is a bunch of crap. I'm not firing shots at them, but it, it is a bunch of crap that it is the reason, in my opinion, the industry is where it is today. You got guys out here like Rod Bell and them that are gnarly. If you want to see how these kids are going to do, come out there and bring to the pro shootout and see if they beat those dudes on that gnarly of a track. And then we can see where they stand.
0: Yeah. And uh, Rod Bell was not the only person to tell me that that was the gnarliest track they've ever rode in their life. I, I had Brandon Shore. Myself and Nicole, the girlfriend, we went over there, and I was talking to the pros at the end of the day, telling them thank you for coming. You know, it was awesome to see them there. I hope to see them, you know, in the future and all that good stuff. All of them were super cool. Kilroy, Nice, um, Miller. Uh, we went to uh, Brandon Shores and talked to him for like 20 minutes, and dude, they all said that this was the gnarliest track they've ever rode in their life. And oh dude i i mean and it's crazy to hear from each and every one of them say that and it's like dude we have something here in lexington north carolina and we need to something needs to be done for sure
1: oh dude it's 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 definitely something there i mean you think we we cut the track we we took some sections out and it was still like two minutes and 25 seconds
0: yeah uh you you looked more at the lap times than i did uh because i was out there doing media and and all of that good stuff and by the way if you guys are listening and have not checked out the photo gallery or our instagram feed or tiktok or um any of the social medias from this past weekend do yourselves a favor there's a lot of good good rut footage from the from the pro guys going through the ruts you know uh, uh, showing the body movements and pretty much it's Pick a rut, and you're in that rut. You're not getting out of it. So pretty much pick the rut and and hold her wide. So um, it was crazy. Um, For me, myself, I rode on Friday. uh, We talked about this, Heavy D, that I was 30 minutes outside of the house coming down. And (laughs) I Snapchatted you a photo, and I only had the pit bike in the back. And you sent that one question of, you're not riding? (laughs) <laughs> and I thought about it for, like, the next five miles. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to regret it so hard as long as, I, you know, if I just don't ride it. So I, I trekked the 30 minutes back to the house and got it. And, and uh, yeah, I took it and rode it on Friday. And Heavy D, after however many years I've been riding since the dinosaur age, um, I have a new favorite track, Heavy D. It is no longer <laughs> Pro Sport in <laughs> Withville, Virginia. It is now Silver Valley MX Park, and, uh, that is, uh, you stamp it. It's my favorite track, man. <laughs> it's, it's too much fun. It, it, Moto, I love a challenge, okay? Like, yes, like, I'm very competitive and all that. I know that I'm getting older, so I can't, you know, so I can't give myself too hard of a, a time when I don't go out there and, and do well or perform my best, right? Because most of the <laughs> time, like we say, I'm off the couch. So, um... It's got to It. I like the challenge of a moto track, and I like the jumps. I like the speed. Um, it's it flows very good. Um, the dirt is awesome. It's the tackiest dirt. A lot of those pro guys that I was telling you that, uh, or that we spoke about, that said that it was the gnarliest track, but they also said that it was the tackiest track that they've ever rode before. You can literally. Pull out of a rut if you want to, and your tire won't slide because it's going to have traction. I have, you know, not very good, in my opinion, Bridgestone tires from when I bought my, you know, my Suzuki brand new. And those things stick no matter what, and it's because of the dirt and all, you know, and it wasn't just me that thought that. So, um, man, it's that track is gnarly. I have my my new favorite track now. Um man that place is so cool and if you listening were uh, you guys listening out there if you have not been to Silver Valley or have not gone to this event you need to make sure that you mark on your calendars for next year to make it out there and uh check this out because it was insane and almost indescribable uh, as you can tell from just kind of our uh, thoughts and opinions on it, because it's like, dude, I I don't know really what else to say, man. It's the it's the gnarliest, tackiest track anybody has ever rode before, like the um, Glen Helen. I, I'm not I'm not trying to compare here, um, but you want a good vet track, also because this track is good because it has big jumps right but it's not it's not a fast track because you have to be so precise on the lines that you pick and you almost have to be very cautious right so it's so it's like yes you have those small fast little sh- sections like right there where the start is and also you know to do these big jumps but i would say probably maybe 70% of the track you're kind of in that, which which rut do I pick? Hey, I want to be real good and balanced in these ruts. I want to pick good lines to go through these corners and stuff like that. And the other 30% is the jump sections and the fast sections. Would you agree? Oh, I, I agree 100%. You know, and
1: see, dude, that, that's my thing about that track. It's It's so challenging, but... I know if you paid attention, look how many, I watched a lot of kids out there, dude. Look how many kids elevated over the weekend from riding that track. Because not only you got to pay attention, but you can't go fast or do obstacles if you're not comfortable. So you can't ride a track like that tight and tense. You got to loosen up. You got to free up your mind, free up your body, and figure out the flow. That's the challenge of it. And I feel like that's what makes riders better. And like I've said before, I want to see kids elevate. Like I'm not knocking any other track, but like the big jumps, the roughness, the gnarliness of it—that's what will help elevate the sport even more. And as you can tell, like even the big downhill—you see the, the kid on the 150 that was popping the downhill.
0: Yeah. It's
1: never a- in a million years. No, never.
0: If you guys go and check out my uh, one of, my, well, I guess this will be posted tomorrow, which will be Friday. So if you look through my TikTok feed, uh, and actually on the Instagram, I posted it on the Instagram as well. Um, the video of the super minis, um, Austin Webb and um, I forget it Thompson, but it's not it's not the it's not Mason, but it's another it's the kid on the one fifty. I think oh, that's Nicholas Johnson. Nick Johnson, 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 Johnson. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and then uh, Mason Stamp. Um. Yeah,
1: Mason Stamp. There you go.
0: Yeah. I I put that and I put the I put the raw footage on my TikTok because as soon as Austin comes over because that was the first time that I sat there and watched the super minis like we parked down there on Saturday near the rhythm section near the real long rhythm section there and. Mm-hmm. And finally, when I was out there on the track after one of the pro one of the pro races, I was like, huh, I want to see these super minis hit this triple because I've been seeing them hit a you know damn near all weekend." So I was like, "Man, I want to get it kind of up and up and personal, uh, close and personal." And it's like, "Jesus Christ, dude!" Like, "Yeah, oh my God!" Like my knees hurt just from watching that. Like, <laughs> that's such a hard hit. Like, and that's that's the only jump I didn't do because I'm trying to save my knees. <laughs> which which I think now if I would go back, because like you said, you have to find a flow on that track, and that's what separates good good riders from great riders, in my opinion, because you can take that, like Mason Simmons, for example, right? He's a woods racer, enduro racer, like, right? He, moto is not his um, mm-hmm. number number one job, right? But, dude, he did so well, and I guarantee it's because of the ruts, because in you know in the in the woods you're going to have a lot of a lot of ruts and also a lot of roots that you have to deal with and you know all of these different factors that plays into riding and racing and he can come out there and do really really well because of the ruts and all of that but to and not discrediting discrediting any of these other tracks but when you have a rough track that you can go to that track and then you can go to other places and be comfortable. You can go to the woods, you can ride over some rocks, logs, whatever. Like, I feel like that track right there will learn the, or will teach you the best uh for mm-hmm. riding a dirt bike. And, um, yeah, you, you you just have to go to experience it. It's one of those things that you just have to go.
1: Oh, absolutely. Like, just watching those dudes dissect that, try and dissect that track was unreal. And every part of the track was raceable. Like they were using literally every part of the track, every split lane off camber, all of it. I was like, man, like we got a racetrack here today. Like, this gotcha. is what I'm talking about. This is what people
0: come to see right yeah. here. And what was cool too is that a lot of the riders would come up to either you or myself if they had a problem with the track and we would come to a conclusion we would sit there there was multiple times where myself and heavy d sat there with a rider or a group of riders and would talk about a certain area of the track that we thought that we would you know need to change or need to change to make either the racing better or the racing safer and that that was cool and and everything just about everything that they said that we did and it made it better. So, uh oh, 100%. that was percent. Yeah, that was that was cool. So, um shout out to those guys for uh stepping up and and coming to find us and and talk to us about it and uh to make everything better and safer cuz that's, you know, one of the main things that we want uh here from Imperative MX and from us personally is for everybody to be safe and have the racing really good.
1: Absolutely. And I loved it. Like, dude, I As a track builder and somebody like who loves working on them, I don't take like somebody's criticism to heart. I want to, I want to be better. You know, I want to make stuff better. If I did something wrong, tell me, dude, I'm not going to take defense. What can I do to make it better? What can we do as a group to make it better? And when they come up and said it, it made it better. Like I was like, hell yeah, like this is it. But like, yeah. we know even like me, Thad, Joseph, and you and myself, we all had discussions about all kinds of stuff. Even when freaking David went skyrocket, like
0: Yeah. Yeah Which is a who we okay, all right. So so let's so let's talk about that. Um <laughs> <laughs> there was I'm not trying two, to laugh. No 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 no. There was two rocket launchers that were launched off the face of the second double uh there by the fence line and n- no pun intended um but yeah uh david was the one that overshot it right yeah he overshot the first one yep. and then when he landed it like blew his arm off yep and
1: the i I just want to know you got to have like some serious serious concentration going on to think that fast to know like all right, I gotta let go or this is gonna get real ugly for me.
0: Yeah Uh, East Coast Films on YouTube and also on Instagram has the drone footage of that. It is honestly almost breathtaking. It's, It's crazy. You know exactly what's gonna happen as soon as he overshoots both legs come off. You can see his throttle hand just full chicken wing and that bike was going and thank God that he said, nope, not today. And kind of went off to the side and landed on kind of the softer dirt onto the side. But you were right there, heavy D right at the hay bale flagging. And, uh, I have to ask you, I mean, what, I mean, what was going through your mind, uh, when this was all going down, because I was in this practice and there was one incident, the one incident that we're talking about with David. And then there was also another incident. So we got to hear this story from your side since you were right there firsthand. Bro, now when I,
1: I'm sitting there, and I look to my left, and I see David hit this jump, the very first one. And my initial thought was like, damn, he's high. Like, he's real high. And then I didn't see anything, and all of a sudden I see his bike, and I see him. I was like, I just killed David. That I literally thought, I was like, I just killed David. Oh, no. And and when he was, like, flying, so he hits the ground before the bike ever does and he gets back up. So he gets right up and he's walking around and, like, I start to go over there and he just, like, throws his hand up. He was like, stop. I was like, oh, man. I was like, dude, you, I was like, dude, what happened? Like, like, is it a kicker in the face? Or he was like, no, dude, he said it wasn't even he said, dude, the jump's perfectly fine. Like he was like, it was me. He was like I he was like I got a, I put a fresh tire on. It was a lot of traction. And I just overshot it and I screwed up. And he was like super mad at himself because he was really wanting to race with those dudes, which I get it, because last year he killed it on a clap two fifty. Right. And he like got him a fresh four fifty. So I could see like all right, he he was really, really ready to mix it up with these dudes, but needless to say Like, if you just like just standing there seeing that, like my mind went to racing because you don't ever want to see it. I've seen some crazy stuff, you know, we've we've all have. But when you build something, you don't want to get anybody hurt. You know what I mean? And that it it, like you say, it it was the jump. And it's crazy that. Like I say, I got this theory bikes are getting faster, so build the track to to these bikes it's it's a lot easier I feel like you can get your mind right a little bit more in the air rather than going a hundred miles an hour and getting launched out because you can't think or stop then you ain't i mean it's over it's over when it's over right but he he had some time to think and it's crazy like all right how how do you how are it's crazy that these guys survive big shit like that but the little stuff is what really jacks them up
0: yeah, I mean, when you step on a Lego, that shit hurts worse than going over to Hannabars. Bars.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: Yeah, or stubbing, exactly. stubbing your toe. Yeah. Um, But, man, it was, honestly, like we said, it was unbelievable. The racing was good. Preston Kilroy was, uh, was battling. And like what we said, the, the split lanes and everything was working because those two battled hard. Um, you know, uh, Brandon Shore was in there for one moto that they were battling, but uh, that one moto with Kilroy and Rod Bell, I mean, they were inside, outside, inside, outside, they and, and everything worked. So, it's a raceable track as well.
1: Oh, absolutely. It was like, it was extremely raceable. All in all, the weekend, man, it was, it was unreal. Like we, like I said, we had some it was some oh shit moments, but other than that, it was God, it was so sick.
0: everybody
1: yeah. loved it the young kids loved it. I mean Dude, you seen the fifty kids they popped they was popping every jump out there,
0: yeah, yeah, no, it was uh it was honestly unreal and Saturday they had the cornhole tournament, they had the live music from Zach heron, and honestly, that was the first time I ever met uh Zach as a uh person. And he is so cool, man. And he he is so good on the microphone. He's good when he sings. He's good when he does announcing. Um, we're gonna get him on here at some point here on the Imperative MX podcast. But yeah, man, he is uh he's good, man. And it was really cool for him to be out there and uh, be doing it for the local motocross scene. And yeah, he's a he's a legend of his own.
1: Oh, dude, Zach is Zach is awesome, man. He's a hell of an announcer, hell of a guy, like. Super cool to talk to, chat with, hang out with. And man, his his I was like watching his uh, you know, his his show that night when I was on the dozer getting close and bro, he was killing it. Like he had the vibes going. He had people clapping. I was like, All right, my guy's a full on rock star right now.
0: Oh yeah. I mean with the with the lights and and uh the good music, it was cool. Uh we were we were sitting there. Um you know, enjoying the good music and just being at the motocross track, man, there's, there's absolutely nothing like it. And especially at that event, it was really, really cool to see from the amount of work they got put in the great racing all the way around, um, the phenomenal track, And yeah, everything, uh, the best, best whip contest, Jed dry ended up winning that. We'll talk about him here in a little bit and y'all will see why, but yeah, no, um, the pit bike racing, uh, myself and heavy D did not see either, uh, of them, um, as far as like a spectator view. Um, but regardless of the fact there was always something going on that was uh, really fun and really entertaining and, um, um. no, I'd like to thank Silver Valley MX Park for allowing myself and Imperative MX to come along and be a part of the second annual um, Open AB All-Star Shootout at uh, Silver Valley. And no, it was cool, man. And it was awesome to see you as well. Um, yeah, just all around good, great racing, great fun. I'm trying to think really if I missed anything. I mean, there were so many moments where we talked and had good talks with people that we haven't talked to in a while. And um some of the pros that you know were telling us some some things. I got to talk to Kilroy's mechanic, uh, Derek. He was uh, he was really cool, or Dakota. I'm sorry, Dakota. Uh, he he was really cool to talk to. Uh, got to talk to Brandon Hawes from Club MX for a while. Um, yeah, no, it was uh, it was cool, man. It was a, it was a great weekend.
1: Oh, dude, it was top notch all around all weekend, for sure. And you know, I, I really. Of course, gives shout-out to Thad and his whole family and that whole crew, because, I mean, I just love, like, it, it's my favorite track, and to be able to work on it, you know, and see those guys shred it, it's like, man, this is an unreal feeling. Like, I get to be a part of this badass event at the most badass track, probably on the East Coast, and it's all for real, like, getting to hang out with buddies, and, and I was, Doing our, our doing the Imperative thing, you know, like it it just didn't get no better. It was so sweet.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, um, Heavy D, your TikTok video that you took of the fifty CC kid that jumped over the other fifty CC kid, uh, is at one point six million views on the Imperative of <laughs> MX uh, TikTok. That Damn is, I am. That yes, is, is unreal. That- and that, you know what's crazy, too, is that I was down there downloading some photos that I was going to post after the first open AB All-Star uh, race. And the funny thing is, is that Heavy D came down there on the... Was it a 110 or was it a 70? It was a 110. Okay, so I see Heavy D rolling down to uh to the truck. And I'm like, man, he's got some... He's got some pep in his step to be coming all the way, you know, coming all the way down here. And so he was like he was like, "Man, I got a viral video for you." I was like, I was like, "What are you talking about?" And he shows me and and at first in the very first clip, it's just the scenery of the of the pits, you know, in the in the track. And I'm like, "Oh yeah, man, that's nice, dude." And then at the end is like the 4 seconds of fame, the the 1.6 million view part of you know, Heavy D is just getting, you know, the panoramic view of everything, and then he just focuses on the little 50ccs, little children. They're all cute and cuddly. Nope, this kid sends it over oh, the next kid, which is a brand new, uh, almost like a brand new uh, jumping technique, uh, or racing technique. So that was that was honestly un. Believable coming from uh, coming from you, Heavy D, and you were exactly right on the viral part.
1: Oh, dude, I just knew it was going to go viral. I was like, bro, you got to <laughs> see this video of my little buddy Sam Valisci. Like, it is insane. And at first, I didn't even know it was him. I was just in. I was like, dude, these fifty kids are really sending it right now over these doubles. Mm-hmm. And I seen that, and I, me and Zach was standing there. And if you're hearing the video, I was like, oh. Yeah. And it went it went right through the microphone and we looked at each other and I was like, I got that on video. They <laughs> was like, No, you did not. I said, Yes, I did.
0: You know how many times I've zoomed in and on, on that video to see if the kid actually um like scraped his front like his visor? Like, dude, I swear I think there's gotta be a little bit of a tire mark on there.
1: Oh, it has to be
0: unreal
1: it has was funny it, like people was like oh like he, he shouldn't have jumped over him like that but what people didn't realize was so that kid he jumped over wasn't actually in that in the same line as sam was he was to the right when he rolled the jump and he gassed it he spun and went to the left yeah so he worked in sam's line of fire when that happened he just went that way like sam actually had a clear track but when he hit it, it was too late. So that kid was already there. So he was just fully committed.
0: Yeah. No kidding. I mean, holy cow. That was, that was honestly unbelievable. Um, yeah, yeah. Like you said, it was viral and it went viral. And, uh, no, it was, uh, it was cool all around. Like we said, good weekend. Uh, anything else on Silver Valley Heavy D that we, that we might have missed?
1: Uh, oh. Shout out to, um, Hold on a second. Hold on a second.
0: I'm sorry. He said, hold on a second. Shout
1: out, shout out to Jerry Johns. He was another one who, like, yard selled it too and survived.
0: Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, You got to see that one firsthand as well, Heavy D. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Here's what's, here's what's cra- not funny because, like, these ain't funny. Like, now it's like, all right, like, this is crazy. But Jerry's buddy, Bryson, he was, like – you know, on the on the drone. And he wasn't intending to get David. He thought David was his buddy, Jerry. Mm. So he literally had just popped out of the woods and caught David. Jerry comes around the next and then does that, crashes, and he gets him laid out on the track on drone footage because he finds him there. Oh, my gosh. So he actually got confused. He, after he seen that was David... He went back and thought, okay, that's Jerry. But it wasn't Jerry. It was two separate ones that just so happened to happen on the same thing. And Jerry did the same thing that David did. And he literally landed right there at me. I was like, okay, this dude, he's out. But, like, I ran on the track, and I, like, listen. I couldn't hear it first because it was bikes. But then I listened. I was like, he was snoring. So I was like, all right, buddy's good.
0: Yeah, He's he's going to
1: survive. He's going to survive. He's He's
0: breathing. He's good
1: yeah he was snoring i was like all right he's solid but <laughs> yeah no but he back up
0: yeah dude that that was crazy the first one was crazy like i said i was out there on the track so i didn't get to hear all of it until i came off the track but when i came over the first time i saw this the uh i saw david's bike over there but i never saw him and i'm like okay so then I come around the next lap, and there's and they're waving the flags even harder, and I'm like, okay, like what in the world is going on? And finally I come over that double, and that's where I see, um, do you know the, what what was the Jerry? Kid? Jerry, yeah, seeing Jerry right there, and I see you, and I'm like, oh god, that's not good, like that is not good, um, and sure enough, you know he's he's semi okay now, I believe
1: um yeah yeah no he was good he was walking around like that evening
0: okay he was like
1: yeah i'm going to give it another go but he wasn't in like he was he was
0: concussed tremendously oh yeah i mean he yeah that's probably what two stories three stories up that you just fall straight to the ground so um yeah no uh way to be strong to come come back from that one because i know that one definitely had to hurt for sure
1: (laughs) oh insanely bad and his, his foot just blew off, and he got hung on the throttle and just fully OJ'd it. I mean, I was like, okay, now he is really high in the air. And, yeah, like, even the pros today was like, dude, if you actually, like, laid that face out, you could probably jump from there to that. I mean, I ain't trying to give anybody any ideas, but, like, I was like, all right, like it can be done. And then me and Thad talked about it because I was looking at the face, and uh, it just had, it was just some miscalculation on my part when i was fixing that up but luckily like i like you say before like we had the pros come in and we all talked about it and you know we just laid that landing out a little more and chopped the top off that face and dude it was good from there on out i mean even the rest of the day that day it was fine it was just they messed up a little bit but you know the next day race day it was prime that day
0: oh yeah things happen and you learn and you know that's exactly what we did and we made it better for racing and thank god nobody was seriously injured and you know all of that good stuff but uh yeah that's just another reason that that track is a uh is a monster and it will come up and bite you anytime for sure and uh man it was it, it was crazy it was uh i i just love the track dude it's it's one of my favorite ones like i said and um yeah all around good good vibes good uh good racing good track good facility And yeah, no, I can't wait to go back next year for sure. Uh, I gotta go to you know a race, not uh, especially for this one, yes, but I gotta do another one before before that one just to go out there and race because I've never, you know, I've one of the first weekends, or if not the very first weekend that they opened, uh, you know, a couple years ago. That was the first time that I went there, and the track went the opposite, uh, or well, it went that way, but they had like rollers there, and they had the triple down the hill and all of that, but it was nothing like it was uh, right now, so it's crazy to see what they uh, were back then and what they are now, for sure. It's it's crazy, and the work that is done, and um, the... Everything that's brought in, I mean, there's so much that gets brought into that place to make it what it is and it's uh unbelievable and the uh amount of work definitely does not go unnoticed, heavy D.
1: Oh, dude. It's it's unreal. You know, the the amount of effort that goes into that and you can tell by the outcome. You can tell by the outcome. It's 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 sick, everybody loved it and like you say the pros say it needs to be a it, it needs to be a national error. Like if like I say, no shots fired. But if Muddy Creek can have a national, they can definitely have a national at the valley.
0: Yeah, me and Nicole were actually talking about this the other day. The only thing is, is that uh, some of those, uh, a lot of those pine trees would have to be taken out on that other side because you would need to have the whole circle around the track. You know, um, that's probably the only thing, um, just for you know viewing purposes and parking and All of that good stuff. But I believe that, you know, if they wanna make it work, man, I'd I'd be down there moving trees myself if I had to, you know?
1: Oh he can trust me, BitFag can make it work. If he if you said, All right, we're giving you an outdoor national next year, he'd probably like, Okay, I'm on it. He, He he will make it happen.
0: Oh, absolutely. And you know that it's gonna be it's gonna be done right. So that's uh that's really cool. But uh wrapping up the Silver Valley MX talk here on the Imperative MX podcast brought to you by West Virginia Motorsports and if you are looking for your next ride look no further than my friends over at West Virginia Motorsports find your key to fun at West Virginia Motorsports if you're looking for your new or for a new or pre-owned motorcycle dirt bike ATV UTV Whatever the case may be, make sure to stop by. Don't forget to order your parts for your current bike through West Virginia Motorsports or alongside walking out the door with that new ride. And Heavy D, like I always say, make sure to grab your oil and uh, your air filters uh, on your way out because those things are heavily, heavily needed. So um, make sure that you do that. Also, we got to thank the people down at FXR from High Performance Snow Rider Gear, to motocross wear, FXR has you covered. The continuing growth of FXR means more selection for you. Jackets, jerseys, pants, gloves, and snow gear, FXR has you covered in any form of racing. Go check them out for the best in sizing, fitting, and ventilation uh, options, in my opinion, for motocross riding gear. And uh, I rode with my FXR riding gear this past weekend. At the Silver Valley MX Park uh, AB All-Star Shootout. And, uh, no, it was great. It was awesome. Loved the colorways. The ventilation was great. It was hot. So, no, it was really good. So, make sure to go to www.fxrracing.com. Find them on social media. And, uh, yeah, thank you for their continuing support. And uh, on this week's FXR Lit Kit... Award here on the Imperative MX podcast for episode number five will be Austin Webb. Uh, Number three, Kawasaki rides the uh, 85cc class. I believe it's uh, believe it's 12 to 15 and super mini. uh, If I believe heavy D, but he had that orange and black with his cowie, and man, it looked good out there.
1: Oh, dude, the, the combo was just flowing. It was flowing. And, you know, we were sitting there. We had been eyeing it out all weekend. And I was like, I think we had a few come around us and was, like, trying to show off a little bit of the FXR. And then you was like, bro, I, I what do you think about this kid? I'm feeling it. And I said, I was like, all right. Like, I like how he's got the red helmet and then the, the arms playing in with a little bit more red in the again and the red boots. It just set it off with the green. It just – it was a whole different style. I, I was loving it. I was digging it.
0: Oh, absolutely. We were down there watching the very last ProMoto, down there in the very, uh, uh, I guess you would call that the very back of the track, or the very front of the track. I don't know. I would say maybe the back of the track. Anyways, regardless of the fact, we were back there watching and getting some footage of the last ProMoto, and uh, the 85s were next, or maybe the second one after that, and we were just sitting there just chatting and talking about the track, and... Doing some, uh, Moto Bro Down and all of that. And, uh, sure enough, he came by and I was taking some photos and I showed it right to Heavy D and I'm like, bro, this, this kid right here, Austin Webb, he's the, uh, FXR Lit Kit Award for, uh, this week's episode. So, no, it's, uh, it's really cool. So, shout out to Austin Webb for the FXR Lit Kit Award from the Silver Valley MX Park Open AB All-Star. And if, uh, if we're gonna go, um on the pro side for uh lit kit I got to go with Henry Miller uh with his FXR kit on uh Saturday. Cuz oh, cuz his kit was good.
1: Yeah, his his kit was set up nice.
0: Absolutely, especially on that Honda. So, um yeah, no, thank you thank you very much to West Virginia Motorsports and FXR for being on the Imperative MX podcast and uh moving right into our next Topic is going to be the local legend segment, and this one is for good measure. And if you do not know what a local legend is, a local legend is from the local North Carolina, Virginia, surrounding states area that we have either raced against or have been uh, watching racing for a long time. And they are just balls fast. They they can win at any time, or they have been winners. And uh, just to the scene, uh, there are local legends that are just... Their own local legend to the scene for their own good reason and this is going to be a good one because exactly what I'm talking about here for a local legend in his own way and actually really just a local motocross way, uh, we're going to talk about Jed Dry. Uh, Man, I've been racing him for a long time and... We're going to get into him just just in a second. I got a lot about Jed Dry. So we're going to do him for the old generation local legend. And we do not have, on this week's episode, we do not have a local legend for the new generation. But we do have a local hero uh, selection for this one. And that one is going to be Mason Thompson. Um, and he races the... Uh, uh, he's 65, 711. Uh, six, 65, 711. So, um, no, uh, we're going to talk about him as the local hero. So, let's get into Jed Dry, uh, Heavy D. And you told me a very, very interesting fact. And I have known Jed for a very, very long time, ever since I first started racing. So, I would say maybe. 2001 2002 at the earliest and at the latest 2003 2004 but i've known jed and his family for a very long time and you told me a very interesting fact heavy d and uh yeah well what was the interesting fact
1: his real name is not jed i don't know if he wants people to know this but <laughs> his real name isn't even jed
0: what it's is it heavy d irrestus erestus. Irestus. E- e- mm-hmm that <laughs> i don't mean to laugh but it's like dude he's jed so if anything he's not anything else and what what is this <laughs> like
1: he'll tell you yourself, dude, Jed's a made-up name that's not even my real name and i've known Jed for years dude i mean years <laughs> and never do that and then he told me because i seen it on a, a, an alpha sheet and i was like what the heck i was like here that's this. He was like, yeah, that's my real name. Jed is my real name, bro.
0: That's a made-up name. Dude, he's had the made-up name since 2002. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Yes. Unbelievable. Um, I've personally have been, like I said, I've been racing Jed for a long time. We were in the same class. Uh, me and my father used to call him Jed Motormouth when we were younger <laughs> because Jed had a mouth. That would just run, and not in bad way. He just loved to talk, and really, to this day, he still loves to talk, which is a which is a good thing. And he's a he's a local hero in himself. Everybody he he won the whip contest because he had the biggest crowd support there, and that's what it was. That's what that's how it was judged off of. And he's got a huge backing from the local community because he's just a he's just a legend in his own. Yeah,
1: dude he's a he's a man of the people
0: he's a man of the people crazy you know crazy in a good way loves moto owns his own track black ankle mx um i've been racing against him a long time um i honestly don't know uh what his top accolades are actually in racing but that honestly that honestly doesn't even matter to me because He's a local legend just in just in his own because of his personality. I think that that is is why I have to give him the local legend is be, is because of his personality and yes, he's badass on a dirt bike too, but for me it's the personality and the and the local motocross scene legend that uh Ernestis is uh you know has so
1: oh man, he's it's like the people love him like he and he gives back, that He he truly loves, like the local scene. He loves riding. I mean, he's just good for everybody. Like the kids, everybody who's around. He's just trying to do it right. And I, I'm telling you, man, Black Angle. That's going to be another track. It's just going. It's going to kill it. Whoever gets that track in a series, it's it's a game changer.
0: Yeah, and I think that that will happen. Um, Myself and Jed actually talked this weekend, and I actually have to go down there to Black Ankle. I have not been down there yet. So if you are near the area of—I actually don't know what town it is, but make sure to check him out on social media or hit up Jed yourself. He will actually respond back to you. He's that type of guy. So um, yeah— I don't really have anything else for for Jed other than that he's a badass dirt bike racer, he's for the people, he loves the local motocross industry and he's been around for a very very long time and he won the whip contest this past weekend and now he's a proud owner of a AR15 because of that. So he's he he's a he's a good pick, Heavy D, and uh glad that uh glad that you came up with that one.
1: Oh yeah, man, it's it's
0: sick i love it you know just jed dry son <laughs> the, yeah the Je- local man. yeah just dread- jed dry man uh oh, mo- motor arrest er- er- arrestus Erestus. yeah and i think i i think i butchered that a minute ago but Erestus. that is that is I was so
1: saying, I'm too. I'm
0: go too. yeah no you're good i i uh, that's just honestly unbelievable it doesn't matter he's still jed to me so um Moving on into the local here, we have to talk about Mason Thompson. Like uh, Heavy D said, 65 711 racer. Um, I actually did not meet him until this weekend, and it was because Heavy D came to me and said that a kid wanted my jersey. And any any time a kid wants my jersey, as long as I have one available, and I still have you know I still have riding gear you know to wear for myself if I want to go ride. Man, I'm gonna give out a jersey, and that was honestly one of the Coolest feelings. That's it's. He he wants it. Mason has a wall at the house, and he wants to put up pro jerseys. So he has one from uh, Josh Thomas, actually off of his back from Red Bull Straight Rhythm, which I thought was really cool. And and Josh Thomas was actually there this weekend at the racetrack watching uh, at Silver Valley, so that was really cool uh, to get down to bro down with with JT uh, 117. So that was cool. But Mason just has a wall, and he uh wants some local legends and some uh, you know professional riders on his wall and he wanted my jersey heavy d and i i honestly it uh you know i don't i don't like to get emotional but that was that was pretty cool man oh man it was he i mean i'm not naming
1: out any names or anything but he uh he wanted uh a high level guy's jersey and the guy told him no so and he'd been listening to the podcast so He's learning about all these local legends, and he's going to look at them up. And he's like, "Man, forget this. I want a I want a wall full of the guys that like made it happen for other guys around here." So, yeah. And then he, he looked you up, and I told him my, my my guy Zach was a dog back in the day. He still gets down, but he was an animal back in the day, and he's seen it. He was like, "His dad said he's like he wants his jersey, man. He's seen <laughs> it. He's seen it." And I was like, "All right." I was like, i will going ask Zach," and of course, my man the Mr. Imperial himself came through and hey made a, made the young kids day.
0: Yeah, and heavy D, I even said this while i while I was putting my signature on it. That was my favorite riding gear at the at, at that moment. So, he got he got, <laughs> he, got he got my favorite he had, he got my favorite jersey. So, uh but no, for the kids, um it was it was really cool and it, and it's honestly just one of those humbling feelings like man it's it's cool to see that that i get that i get recognized for my racing maybe it wasn't even for the imperative mx or maybe it was um but regardless of the fact it was cool that somebody wanted my jersey to hang up on a wall and they get to look at it every day and and know that uh i guess that I'm a badass on a dirt bike, or, or you know, or with this Imperative MX podcast. So no, it was really cool and it was really humbling. And uh, yeah, I had to throw the local hero for Mason Thompson, and uh, and apparently his dad is a hell of a cook. I, I we didn't we didn't go and get food because I actually took you out to dinner, Heavy D. We went to Chili's. So oh dude,
1: the, the, the loaded cabbage is the next level monster. Yeah, my got are through that.
0: Yeah, I got a uh, next race that we're at that, uh, that m- myself or, you know, both of us are at. Uh, I definitely got to go over there and get some good grub. And, uh, fam- his family is good people. Uh, his dad came and talked to me before we left for the weekend for, uh, quite a while. So, um, no, really good people. If you see Mason out on the track, um, you know, give him a high five. He's a, he's a really cool little kid and I'm glad to get a picture with him and all of that. So, no, it was, uh, it was really cool, and that wraps up the local legend segment with Jed Dry and uh, the local hero Mason uh, Thompson. So, um, no good local legend segment this week. And uh, before we move into our next topic of interest here on the Imperative MX podcast, we have to give a huge shout out to Hydropower. Hydropower is formulated by a sports nutritionist himself to help get rid of arm pump and increase your endurance, so you can ride safer. And faster. That's one of the things that we talk about a lot here on the Imperative MX Podcast is riding safer and faster. And you can do that with the power of hydropower. So go to drinkhydropower.com to get your brand new flavor, Blue Raz, that is out today. It is honestly phenomenal. Had some at the track while I was riding on Friday. And in the beginning, I was very tight because of all the uh, ruts and... You know just a different track for me and it's and it's odd and you know all of that good stuff but there towards the end i had you know hydropower all the way throughout the day uh endurance was good i didn't have as bad as arm pump Heavy D, you saw me. I was throwing down there the, the you know the last couple of practices and was actually having a good flow. So um, no, that was that was the help of the the hydropower from not uh, you know getting me so much arm pump and uh, having enough endurance when I came off the track, even though it was really hot you know really hot outside. Um, I, w- I didn't feel like I was breathing as heavy. I felt like I could still go. Um, I had a little bit more endurance uh, in myself. I didn't have as out of arm pump so it was really good and uh yeah no it was uh it was honestly phenomenal This the over you know the over 4.5 star reviews that they have on their website does not go unnoticed so make sure to just go to their website or check them out on social media that's drinkhydropower.com or find them on social media drink hydropower um we also have to give a huge shout out to dirt industries custom graphics from rayford north carolina Dirt Industries custom graphics have over 10 years have been designing, manufacturing and marketing the highest quality dirt bike graphics and decals to the motocross and com- consumer markets. Their high quality decals are considered by many to be the best in the industry. If you would like to get your graphics looking top notch, go no further than Dirt Industry custom graphics. So make sure to go and check them out that's Dirt Industries graphics.com and if you use the promo code, all capitalized Imperative MX with no space uh, you will save 10% on your next order through Dirt Industries graf- or custom graphics. So make sure to go and check them out. We had the banners displayed this weekend. Heavy D and they look good. They weren't big but they look good and uh, yeah, no. It was uh, honestly phenomenal. We have a lot of works uh, going in right now with the people over at Dirt Industries Custom Graphics. And, uh, yeah, no, thank you for their continuing support and for, uh, coming on board, uh, of the Imperative MX podcast.
1: And they got some, uh, fresh new material that just hit.
0: That's, uh, it's sick. So
1: Hell yeah. So make sure. we are going to want
0: to get it. Oh, yeah. Make sure you go and check them out on social media. Check them out on their, um, Uh, Facebook, Instagram, you know, give them a call if you need anything for your dirt bike. Check out all the graphics that they have. They have so many different. I mean, I was looking up some for my Suzuki that we plan on getting here in the future, and they have seven, I want to say, different looks for the Suzuki that you could get. So make sure to go, make sure to give them a call or check them out on social media. Go to their website and uh, support the ones that support us. So, um, But next, we're going to get into some uh, local racing here on the Imperative MX podcast. Um, Coming up this weekend, we have uh, East Bend that is racing. I do not know of any other uh, tracks that are racing this weekend, Heavy D, uh, but I got East Bend on the list. Do you have any others?
1: Honestly, I think it is just East Bend. Um, uh, The Carolina Outlaw Series just wrapped up their last uh, series race of the year. Yep. NCMX just wrapped, wrapped up the last one at Silver Valley. Yep. Um, I think they got the uh, Southeast Winter Series coming up. So.
0: Oh, uh, south of the border. The uh, South Carolina oh. State Championship this weekend. I forgot about okay, that. Okay,
1: so the border, of yep. course. The South Carolina State Championship always on point out there.
0: Absolutely. Uh, I went there in 2019 uh, was the last time that I went, and I was on my uh, Blue Crew. Uh, I was on my Yamaha at the time, and um, – no, I love the track. I, I have not been there in years before that. So, uh, it was really cool. The track is phenomenal. Uh, you know, south of the border, what can, you know, can't expect anything, anything uh, more than what is going on down there at the border. So, uh, East Bend, south of the border, and also Dreamville MX, December 3rd and 4th is going to be the NOAA Shipwash Memorial Race. There is going to be a $3,100 Pro Purse uh, and, you know, and more. Uh, So make sure that if you guys are looking to race December 3rd through the 4th, Dreamville MX, to NOAA Shipwash uh, Memorial Race. And, uh, yeah, no, it'll be really good uh, for... um, the family and uh, everybody in the local community that um, really appreciated having Noah around and really, uh, really miss Noah.
1: Oh yeah, man, Noah was awesome. Yeah, this absolutely tragic. But
0: yeah, for that sure. that
1: race is gonna be awesome. So many supporters, did mean, he? So many friends. Everybody loved Noah. So if you, if you had made plans on going there. You definitely.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Definitely make your way on up there. So, um and moving into our final topic of this episode number 5 of the Imperative MX podcast. And if you've stuck around this this long, we appreciate it very, very much. And uh thank you guys for your continuing support. Like like I said, we're at 23,000 on uh TikTok. We are I think maybe 80, 85 away from a 1,000 on Instagram. Uh, which is honestly phenomenal. We're over a thousand on Facebook um, The photo gallery has been doing really well on the ImperativeMX.com website um, So make sure to check us out on social media if you haven't already and uh, thank you guys for all of the continuing support The YouTube channel is I believe at 93 or 94 subscribers almost at a hundred We have a video that just came out this week Uh, from the Silver Valley MX Park raw footage. So make sure to go and check that out uh, if you have not already. And like I say over and over again, thank you guys so much for all of the support. Um, Getting to some uh, professional Supercross talk here. Uh, Heavy D, Paris Supercross this weekend. Um, We're going to have Tomac, Roxon, Webb, Brayton, Marvin, Subi, there's going to be a lot of good guys this weekend, and I have uh, I saw th- some uh, photos of the racetrack and the whoops and uh, kind of in the environment, so it looks like it's going to be a good race, Heavy D.
1: Oh, yeah, I can't wait.
0: I hope Freeze is there. Uh, Freeze is not there. <laughs> I'm just messing. <laughs> but, yeah, <no. laughs>
1: I think he just got engaged, so he's chilling out from all the madness right now. But oh, yeah. It's definitely going to be sweet. What is... Hold. On, I think is Kenny racing the Yamaha. What's he racing?
0: Uh, Kenny is going to be on a Honda, and believe it or not, Ken is riding a HEP Suzuki this week. Whoa. Yep, I heard it on the uh, Pulpomex show. Um, I believe a couple days ago. I think Tuesday. But yeah, no, Roxon's going to ride a HEP Suzuki. Yeah, like I say, I
1: figured. I mean, I still, I'm still rolling with the whole club and Max deal, but if anything, I could see that working just because he's ridden Suzuki before, and the whole twisted T or deal, sort of kinda.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know. We'll we'll just have to, I guess, just kind of have to wait and see uh, what what actually goes down with uh, Ken Roxton as far as what he is going to ride in 2023, which has to be the hottest topic going into the 2023 Monster Energy AMA Supercross season, um, and really just a super motocross for 2023. Um, but on this list, uh, you got Tomac, roxon Webb, Brayton, Marvin, um, Cedric, uh, Subi is really, really good at these Paris Supercrosses um, from the previous year. So I expect him to kind of be a, maybe an underdog going into this race. Um, you have Marvin that just came off of his Red Bull straight rhythm win uh, we have Brayton who we know is very very good at these tight type arena cross track super cross track type things uh or type races um webb is he ready to go for two thousand and twenty three uh we'll get a little bit of preview of that this weekend and obviously Roxon and tomac anybody stand out to you on that list heavy d oh um,
1: oh yeah i'm You know, I'm going to say, I think Coop's going to come out swinging regardless. But, I mean, I think he had a reset this offseason. So, he's going to be good to go. But, I mean, don't get me wrong. Tomac's still on a whole other level at the moment. But, I think, also, is going to be hard to deal with because he did a bit more racing than these guys have here recently. Yeah. So I think he's gonna be in a bit more of a race form than Tomac and Coop would be at the at the moment, but I, I think it's gonna be badass regardless.
0: Yeah, no, it is uh it's gonna be good. Um I do not know the um viewing schedule. I guess I could probably look that up as we're talking about it. Um but no, it's gonna be really good. These races are normally um pretty good uh throughout. Uh, so you can tune in to mxgp-tv.com for both days to watch the live action. Um, so if you want to, you can go and subscribe to mxgp-tv.com to watch the, um, racing action. And it's going to be the 12th at 2pm, um, and the 13th at 10am, uh, will be the live, um, I guess, racing action from what I see here on uh, on Racer X. So, yeah, Cooper Webb, Eli Tomac, Justin Brayton, Marvin Muskan, Kevin Morans, Alex Ray, Cedric, uh Ross, Ken Roxton. Um, yeah, uh, they have a MX2, the 250 CC class category. And the only person that I know of and have ever heard of is Thomas Doe. That is the only person that I know um in that um two fifty class, but there are some wild cards for the SX two class. Uh you'll have Justin Starling, Chris Blows, Cullen Park, Matt Moss. Um Yeah, so that SX two class is probably gonna be uh probably gonna be pretty good. We know Chris Blows is really good at that arena cross type stuff. Matt Moss is obviously pretty good, but he hasn't um you know, been racing in a couple years. Cullen Park got the call to go. I saw that on his Instagram the other day, so that's really cool. And Justin Starling as well. Um Yeah, no, I think Paris is gonna be uh is gonna be really good. My my underrated rider is Super Ross. Uh I think that he's he's always really good at these Paris uh Germany supercrosses. So I I think uh I think I'm gonna keep my eye out on uh Suby their heavy D. Oh dude, he that's
1: Tom Ross, isn't it I think his name is?
0: Uh, Cedric.
1: Cedric, Cedric, Cedric's super Yeah. Yeah, he, you know, he usually kills it, especially at MHGP.
0: Yeah, no, he got, I think he got third, uh, last year in Paris. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure he got third last year at this event. Um, uh, but like I said, I could be wrong, but I know for sure he's gotten a podium at one of these before, so he's, a, he's really good. And, uh, yeah, no, that should be, uh should be really good so make sure to tune in to mxgp-tv.com uh november 12th at 2 p.m and november 13th at 10 a.m for all of the live racing action so um the actual last talking point that we're gonna have is answer some of the questions from uh you people out there in the world for the imperative mx podcast we put out a post a couple days before we actually run the podcast and ask some uh, ask you guys as fans and supporters for some questions. So we do have a couple. So um, David Lamb Lambeth um, sixteen, Lambeth, yeah. yeah, Lambeth uh, says, "Let's hear Heavy D talk about seeing me in the bike thirty feet in the air." Uh, we did kind of get into that a little bit, but uh, you can you can run with that one if you would like.
1: The the, the... I, I wasn't David so, so I know I can only imagine how he felt but when he said dude all I seen was sky ground sky ground sky ground I was like you was flipping that much but if you would have seen how high you were in the air you probably would have sold that dirt bike if you had seen it <laughs> in person
0: oh that had to be a that had to be just a hell of a just what in the world is going on? Like, especially time, one rider and then the other rider. Like,
1: every time I get close to wanting to ride dirt bikes again, something drastic.
0: He said something just it just has to happen. Just something has to happen, and and. Maybe that's why we love this sport so much is because there's just so much, maybe not drama, but there's just so much that happens in one weekend that you could talk about just for months, right? Like, as we go on to this podcast, I'm like, man, I probably miss probably some stuff to talk about from Silver Valley because of all the funny moments or, you know, whatever. But there was just so much that you really can't even just pick out just one because everything was just so good, you know?
1: Oh, yeah. It's, it's so much, and like I said, I know I say that it makes me not want to ride, but that's I just mean that in a like, all right, these dudes are darling kind of way, and yeah. my mindset is not there, but at the same time, like, it is undescribed. Like, the video, it, it looks high. Like, you can see it, but the video does it no justice. Like, I don't think any video did that
0: track any kind of justice the whole week. Or With any... Them, but- or any pictures. Like, I look back on some of the pictures that I took of some of these faces of the jumps, and I'm like, dude, this, this, it doesn't compare to when you are standing literally at the bottom of one of these jumps and you're looking up, and it's like three stories high. It's ridiculous.
1: Oh, I love building them, too. I love it. Like, God, just the feeling of being in the dozer and looking behind you. And it's like, all right, this thing flips backwards, it's game over.
0: Oh, hold on. We have to uh, – here's another thing that I forgot to talk about. Heavy D had a bulldozer this weekend or a dozer this weekend that had a Bluetooth system in it. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, this Bluetooth is game over. I'm in my
1: zone, son. I'm, I'm finding the groove.
0: Oh, yeah. R.I.P. Dolph, but I heard some Dolph in there. I heard some other stuff from halfway across the track on Thursday when it was just, you know, uh, just a pretty much me and you out there on the track along with, you know, some other people working on the track. But, yeah, I could hear you halfway across the, you know, rhythm sections, uh, you bumping some of that music in that dozer and you were in the zone. That is for sure.
1: Oh, it was some dope, It was some offset. Full of Migos, Morgan Whalen, Luke Combs, Florida Georgia Line, um, (laughs) Hardy, Hardy mixtape, Hicks tapes. Oh, dude, it was all kind of stuff going on. It was
0: anything and everything that was going on inside of that dozer while he's building one of the gnarliest tracks out on the East Coast. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome to see. Yep. And uh, we have another uh, another comment uh, or another question uh, from Cranky Cole Crawford. Asking update on the kid that got the brake pedal in the leg. And no, it was oh. not the leg. It was the ass. It was the ass. He got the brake <laughs> pedal in the butt. Um oh, it's pictures of it on face. I got pictures of it. Oh no way.
1: I, yeah, I meant to tell you that. It's oh yeah. Oh, and no. I ended up knowing the kid Nikki
0: Bent, and he's fine. He's he's good. Yeah, he's well, good. everybody that we talked to about the situation, or that came up and talked to us about the situation, said that he was fine throughout the entire thing. It was just uncomfortable when you have a back brake pedal in your ass. <laughs> so, I can understand that probably not being the, uh, the best thing in the world to go through.
1: No, nah, he was sitting there calm, but, dude, they, like, got It's pictures of when they actually, like, the brake pedal was out. And when it was in, he was landing on the bike. Like, that is is the one that took it off. I was like, dude, how'd you get that off? He was like, man, I tell you, it was
0: tight. I said, I bet you it was. <laughs> yeah, they had to actually get the brake pedal off of the motorcycle. And he had to go to the hospital with the brake pedal still in his ass. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. But yeah, no, he's fine. Like Heavy D said, there's some pictures out um, on uh, on Facebook. But yeah, that that is unbelievable. And uh no, apparently he's uh he's fine, Cole. So uh yeah, no, that was good. Uh thank you guys for that, uh for those Imperative MX uh Instagram uh comments or questions. And now uh we have um one from Zach Thompson on the Facebook of Imperative MX asking uh what was both of your highlight of the weekend? Um Heavy D, I'll go. I'll go. Uh, you first, if you got a highlight of the weekend.
1: Okay, my highlight of the weekend, of course, seeing the fifty kids and stuff, but Hillroy and Rod Bell battling, and when how hard Rod Bell was nailing those ruts on the two stroke.
0: Yeah, that the battle. I think it was in the first two fifty. Two fifty. Yeah, first two fifty moto, and I actually have the raw footage. You can hear the crowd and everything when Rod Bell finally passes Kilroy. But, I, but honestly, probably one of my favorite um, or my highlight of the of the weekend was probably honestly just talking to some of the pros and also just to people in the community, um, meeting everybody and everybody. Um, enjoying the mx or the imperative mx podcast and what myself and heavy d are doing for the local motocross community and sponsors and all of this good stuff like it was just really really cool and humbling i got to talk on the mic a little bit with zach on saturday about the imperative mx podcast and honestly all of those things wrapped into one probably has to be my favorite um highlight or my highlight of the weekend not not racing or not even really watching the pro racing but when somebody comes up to me and appreciates the work that I that myself and you put in for the Imperative MX podcast or uh says something good about my riding or anything like that man that's that's more of a that's more of a highlight for me than actually you know um maybe even doing the work in itself and you know and I can see the progress right like and uh no, it it's so cool. Like Mason, like that's why I wanted to have Mason as the local hero because, dude, that that got me in my feels for no reason, you know, <laughs> you know. No, that
1: that was a highlight. I I get what you're saying. Like,
0: I don't think I looked into it that deep, but if
1: you <laughs> now that you put it that way, I think okay. Let me let me say this: a highlight, people, because I don't think even like don't get me wrong. I feel like I get a lot of credit which I do not trying to toot my own horn or anything, but like my work to me on, it's a walk in the park compared to what the other guys do. The ones that are out there watering and dragging hoses around those dudes are the true MVPs because dude, without what they do, the track would not get as gnarly as it does. Like it takes a, a tremendous amount of moisture and knowing what you're doing to get a track that way and seeing people actually walk up to those guys and tell them, Hey, congratulations you have the gnarliest track around even more gnarlier than the loretta's if not the same to me that's a highlight like seeing those guys get the credit that they deserve that that's a highlight
0: yeah for sure and both points uh very very valid from uh your point and my point um no it's it's honestly just really cool and we we love this shit and we love moto uh, motocross dirt bikes we we love all of this stuff and that's what we're that's what we're here for on the imperative mx podcast and we are glad that each one of you that are listening uh is along for the process um and yeah no we thank you guys so much for Uh, sending in and submitting your questions and uh, yeah look out for the next ones uh, for next week's episode so make sure you send in a question if you have one for myself or heavy d here on the imperative mx podcast and uh yeah heavy d um that's that's gonna wrap it up for this this week's episode episode number five i can't believe we're five episodes in already and uh, we have so much more that's going to be coming in the future we're gonna um Hopefully, in the near future, we're going to have uh, a way for people to uh, to phone in and call in, maybe be live on YouTube so you can watch from home. Um, also, uh, just interviews with riders and that sort of thing. We have so much more that's going to be coming on YouTube. Also, make sure you check us out on Spotify, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, all of that stuff. There's going to be so much stuff that's going to be coming out here in the uh near future and I am super excited, Heavy D super excited and uh no, it is going to be really good. Uh have to thank West Virginia Motorsports once again if you need anything um for your dirt bike, ATV, UTV, whatever the case may be, find your key to fun at West Virginia Motorsports. Also have to give a huge shout out to Silver Valley MX Park, Heavy D. Like we've talked about all night. It was a phenomenal event. Thank uh, I got to thank them and Camille and really just the whole facility and themselves for allowing me to come down there and, uh, pretty much privileged to kind of do what I would like, uh, as far as content wise and going around on my pit bike since the track was pretty long and all of that good stuff. And me, you know, myself and heavy D we walked all the way down there during the last, uh, open pro moto because we wanted to check how gnarly the track was and, um, Man, it was it was honestly awesome, and I have to thank uh, Silver Valley MX Park for all that they did this weekend and all that they've done uh, for us and Imperative MX. Um, also, Hydropower. Get rid of that arm pump. Increase your endurance. Make you make yourself a safer and faster rider with Hydropower. So go to drinkhydropower.com. Get your blue razz today. Get you some apparel. Dirt Industry Custom Graphics, you need banners, you need decals, you need graphics, you need anything like that. Go to DirtIndustriesGraphics.com. That is Dirt Industries Custom Graphics from Rayford, North Carolina. And uh, also have to give a uh, huge shout out to FXR. Lit Kit Award uh, for this week was austin webb and uh yeah no you know high performance snow rider wear to motocross wear anything that you need fxr you know them they've been in the game they're all around the local motocross scene all the way up to the top professionals that will actually be racing in the uh 2022 paris supercross this weekend so yeah no thank you so much to those sponsors thank you for you people watching and uh listening at home in your car wherever you you may be at Thank you guys so very much. Heavy D, you got anything else for uh, the Imperative MX Podcast episode number five here? Oh, dude, just thank
1: everybody for listening. It's important. Uh, We definitely hope to see more and more people out. Like, it's been awesome. Dude, the adventure has been awesome so far. It's only going to go up from here. And Me personally, I don't know. I know you as well. I mean, we can't thank everybody enough. I mean, it's been sick. So, hey, thank you guys for supporting Imperative
0: yeah absolutely like i said over and over again check out the social medias be up to date check our youtube channel make sure to subscribe like the videos um and also to make sure that um if you guys have any questions any concerns any anything at all uh if you are a track race uh track promoter or a track owner and want to get your track out there if you have a race that's coming up make sure for anything questions comments concerns whatever the case may be to make this imperative mx podcast better um make sure to reach us at imperativemx@gmail.com at for anything regarding imperative mx and uh yourself or just anything that you have uh send us an email reach out to us on social media and uh yeah that's a wrap on uh episode number 5 here Silver Valley MX Park was awesome local legend Jed Dry um Mason Thompson. The yeah, the only Jed Dry. Uh that's still unbelievable with his with his first name not being Jed. But yeah, Ir- irrestus That is that still honestly is just mind boggling to me. But regardless of the fact, Paris Supercross, uh, local racing schedules, the Dream or the Dreamville MX, uh Noah Shipwash Memorial Race, December third through the fourth. So there's a lot going on. We'll see you guys next week. And, uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for watching. Heavy D?
1: Hey, we're out, and we'll see you next year at the only
0: local national at Silver Valley. The only local national.